What up, what up? You are now tuned into the Lionhearted Podcast, where the fearless reside and only the strong survive. I'm your boy, Maine, so let's get into it. Yep, yep, yep. You already know what I'm about to talk about, right? I'm about to talk about the Lakers and this playoff push. Yeah, you heard me right. The Lakers is finna make the playoffs. Yeah, I know. We in 12th, 11th seed, flirting around there somewhere, depending on the standings tonight, tomorrow. But we got an opportunity to get to the sixth seed, and that's all that really mattered to me because you get to the sixth, you avoid the play-in, and you locked into the playoffs. And guess who's at number three? The three would play the sixth, and guess who it is? It's the Sacramento Kings, our old rivals from Northern California. Oh, that would be so great. That's the matchup I want. Not only for NBA purposes that will take you back to the old days, but, hey, I got a couple of family members. They still rock with the Kings. Shout out to Cuddy Raul, Cuddy Pook. Shout out to y'all. Rest in peace. Yanni, my nephew, he was, a, he was a Sacramento fan. But, you know, it ain't nothing but Lakers over here. It's fuck the Kings. Like I always say, we ain't worried about no Queens. We don't give a fuck about no Bean. Because over here in Lakerland, all we chase is rings. I wanna, Now that I got that out the way, I want to give a shout out to the real G. The real boss, Rob Palinka. Shout out to RP. Man, did you pull off the trade deadline. And you got us everything we needed from top to bottom. We needed a playmaking guard. We needed a shooting guard who could shoot. We needed a long wing defender that could do everything. We got that. Oh, and we needed an athletic big. And the fact that he can stretch it out and shoot the three, that's a plus. And Mo Bamba I'm talking about. Don't sleep on Mo Bamba. He was suspended for the first couple games. But now he's back and he is making an impact. And the one thing I love about Vanderbilt, not only is he having an immediate impact on the floor, he is rubbing off on AD. Now that Vando is next to AD, you're seeing that dog come out of AD. It's reminding him that he is H-I-M. Yeah, that's right. AD is him. Don't nobody want to see AD. When AD is AD, and like they always say, when AD is healthy, but that goes for any player. Anybody who's played any sport, health is the first thing that matters. But I guess AD is held to a different standard because he's a Laker. He's a Laker big. Oh, yeah, and he does have a ring. You You could talk about the bubble and all that shit. A ring is a ring. We don't discredit nothing unless it's in the Lakers' hands. Had the Clippers broke through? and been mentally tough enough to handle the bubble, they would still be talking about that shit. When Giannis got his ring, it wasn't as full-fledged bubble, but it was still COVID. The fans was half, the stands was half full, barely had any fans. He won it when it was silence, and it was a bunch of injuries, us included, having to hit a turnaround after 72 days. So let's start putting stuff into context before we just spew stuff out there on the media because I I see how it works. The more you hear stuff, whether it's a truth or it's a lie, you start to believe that shit. But when you really know and you really delve deep into it, you really know what's real. But like I said, let me go over these moves a little bit. All right, first of all, welcome back, D'Angelo Russell, D'Lo. Come back into the fold. Yes, he got drafted during the Kobe the, the, the lighter Kobe era after the Achilles. And so we couldn't really fully embrace him because we we wasn't done loving on the Mamba yet. You know, he was young, and we like, man, we don't know if this is going to work out because 
being with the Lakers, we not used to having these young pups, young players. We usually we flip draft picks and we do the youngest player we had before D'Lo. I want to say it was uh, man, I. Magic Johnson, maybe? Oh, Andrew Bynum, my bad. Shout out to Big Bynum. Yeah, it was Big Bynum, fresh out of high school. And that was a move basically replacing Shaq. And we like, man, y'all picked a high school player as a top 10 pick? Yeah, it worked out with Kobe. But for the big men in that era, they really didn't pan out like that. Like, you know what I mean? You had the Kwame Browns. That story is a story within itself. You know the story. I'm not here to pile on Kwame, so it is what it is. If you if you know what happened, if you know the story, then you know the story. I'm not here to tell it. If you don't know it, do your research. Like I said, I'm not here to pile on Kwame. But, yes, you had Kwame Brown as a big man out of high school. You had Tyson Chandler out of Compton Dominguez. He did okay. He ended up being a champion by the end of his career. Like, he, he did okay, defensive player of the year. But number two pick worthy, yeah. Like, come on, that's, yeah, no, nah, that's debatable, man. Even though most number two picks, they usually don't pan out like that. Then you had Eddie Curry. It wasn't really a talent issue with Eddie Curry. I think it was more of like a drive and like a weight issue that was going on. So, yeah, with that being said, D'Angelo, I say all that to say this. D'Angelo Russell, and you can agree to disagree, but in my opinion, D'Angelo Russell is the most talented guard that we've had in Lakerland, this version of D'Angelo, since, that's right, Nick the Quick Van Axel. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Derek Fisher, five-time champion, but he wasn't as talented. And then Steve Nash, <laughs> don't get me started on cuz. Not only did he steal an MVP from Shaq in 05, then turned around, stole another MVP from Kobe in 06, the year he scored 81 and outscored Dallas and all that in three quarters and all that. That should have been Kobe's, right? Then he comes to the Lakers. He's supposed to help Kobe Bryant get his sixth championship ring so he can sit at the table with Jordan. And what does he proceed to do? He proceeds to steal $27 million away from the Lakers. Yeah, we still looking for you, buddy. We still looking for you. We need our get back. We need all that. We need all that money. We need you to send Shaq one of those MVPs. Go on and send Vanessa and the girls that other MVP. Dim is not yours. They do not belong to you, in my opinion. Then you got Malik Beasley. Darvin Ham, which I appreciate, he finally chose to start him, get away from that small guard, two-guard lineup. I think trading Pat Bev kind of helped that. And my, like he kind of got like a bond or a pact with Shooter that they made back in Atlanta when Darvin was the assistant coach. So you got to kind of take the good with the bad with that. You got to realize that Shooter is going to play a whole bunch. But the good thing about that is D'Lo can play off ball. And Beasley, the way the league is played nowadays, he could slide up to the three if you play a small, small guard lineup with Brian at the four, AD. That would kind of be my closing lineup. If you don't put Schroeder in there, of course, I would want it to be D'Lo, Austin Reeves, along with Beasley, just to have that shooting surrounded by our two big dogs. But, yeah, he got the ultimate green light, which I appreciate that. Keep shooting them, Bees. Like, you didn't make them against Dallas in the first half. You hit a couple in the second half. But against Warriors, you carried. And we never, we not so used to that to the point where 
AD had to remind Bron, like, yo, bro, we up 24. Bron pissed off because Bron not having a good game. AD wasn't having a good game. And, you know, Bron being the face of the league, he's used to always showing up. But with, with this new help that he got and acclimating the new players, we just, we as Laker fans, we respect more and appreciate you more if you're just available because your presence cause a major matchup issue for anyone. Whether you're shooting the ball, facilitating, excuse me, players fuck up, facilitating the ball or running the lane. He's been catching lobs a lot more since we got these new pieces. Like I said, Vando, then we got Vando. Then we got Vando who do it all. Defensive, long, he about 6'9", about 215, 230. He can guard one through five. Yesterday, as I record this, against the Mavericks and Luka Doncic, the leader in the NBA in scoring, you would have thought that Luka wasn't even out there in the second half. First half, he was getting all the calls, all the little ticky-tack European flop calls, all that shit. And Vando, he don't say nothing. He don't do no chirping. He don't do no talking. He just play his game. Then something just happened. Like, towards the second quarter, we started to flip a switch. And it was like, I noticed it. We were still down bad, so I was like, I was real pissed off. I'm like, man, we get these shooters, and we doing all this, and we trying to match Dallas shot for shot, which was a mistake to begin with. But I get it. You get in your bag, and you get on the court, and you like, you, if you can make a three, I can make that shit too. I'm a pro, you a pro. That's the mentality that I kind of want my players to have anyway. Like, they're not scared of nobody. But in the first half, like I said, we try to match Dallas. And that's a big mistake because if you look at the numbers, our bread and butter is points in the paint. Whether it's feeding AD, Bron getting downhill, or us running, playing, turning defense, playing defense, turning defense into fast break points. With that being said, Vando Vanderbilt, Jerry Vanderbilt, Vando, we call him Vando in Lakerland for those that don't know. He's the head of the snake. He's the head of the snake at this point. He can take the other team's best player, whether it's the point guard and Demetrius Morant. Yeah, I said Demetrius because until you start showing that you can get it done when it really matters, then you'll get the name Ja from me. But we done looked into your background, so... They gave you the eight-mile treatment. So, from now on, you, Demetrius, buddy. Vando can guard him. Yeah, I, he can switch on to Kyrie Irving if need be. Like I said, he shut Luka down. Oh, and his hustle, you don't got to draw no plays for, bro. You ain't got to draw no plays for him at all. He still ended up with 15 points. He still ended up with 17 rebounds. Oh, yeah. and not Don't let me forget the four steals he nabbed. Yeah, he's a thief, too. You know what I'm saying? He a thief on the court, too. So, he do it all. And not only that, he bringing that dog out in Anthony Davis. That's the most important factor. Because, like they say, when AD is right, he is him. H-I-M. You don't believe me? Go look at bro's stat line. Matter of fact, I could just give you a glimpse of it. 30 points. 15 rebounds. 3 blocks. Yeah, that's right. Making free throws, all that. He do it all. Five to a player, which I feel like you should be nowadays anyway, since the game done went small. And I know Brian dealt with a little bit of his 
ankle injury. He injured the foot. He said he heard it pop. Hopefully it's not as bad as that because the last time I heard Brian say he heard something pop, it was on Christmas Day when he first got to the Lakers when we, we was blowing out the Warriors and bro missed like the next 20 games. And we was top four seed at the time. We, with the kids. he was Brown was top four seed with the kids. A lot of people don't talk about that. And we, we was fully healthy. Finally, we got AD. We was fully healthy. Ran through the, We was running through the league anyway. Then COVID happened. You know, the bubble came about. We ran through the bubble because we proved we was mentally tougher than everybody. In my opinion, I would have liked to run it back. From that season, because I, I like to go back, you know, Lakerland, we go back to back, sometimes back to back to back, depending on the roster. I'm like, give them a chance until somebody beat them in. You give, you give them a chance to lose. You got it. You don't break up the team. You do. But I think it was everybody around us was making crucial moves to get incrementally better. So we felt like we had to do something too. We the Lakers, we got to make a splash. And we made that splash. It turned out to be Russell Westbrook. At the time, you like, yeah, Russ, AD, Bron, Lakers 360, all had all these names, all this thing. And you think about it, and it's like, he's just not, he just, he just didn't fit. Cause that's not, when you really break it down, that's not what LeBron is used to. He's used to like, the Fisher type point guard and Mo Williams and like spot Mario Chalmers, spot up shooters. And then of course you got Kyrie Irving who got all this supreme talent can dribble the ball and all that. He can go get it on his own, but he's also one of the most deadliest spot up shooters that the game has to offer. So you always take that into account with LeBron. You surround LeBron around shooters and AD is the first, big that he really had because no disrespect to Chris Bosh, but I don't consider Chris Bosh. I didn't consider Chris Bosh a big. He was the ultimate face up four man that was forced to play five at Miami because they played smaller, but I don't think that was his game. So in the paint, that wasn't Chris's bread and butter and you saw it affect his numbers. But as the third guy, you know you're going to sacrifice something when it comes down to playing with LeBron James. And then if it's another great player, a la D. Wade or Kyrie Irving, then you got situations like you had with the great Kevin Love coming from Minnesota, and then you had Chris Bosh coming down from Toronto. And that's, that's important to note because every player we have now, I feel like, they're not going to debunk whatever their role is. Now, we got the pieces. Now, it's just on Darvin Ham to put the players in the right situations. Once he put the players in the right situations and give them the right allotted time that they need, we're just going to take off because don't nobody want to see us. In my opinion, I don't like this because I believe you should always, okay, you start LeBron, you start Anthony Davis, AD, sorry, AD. You start AD and you, um, you uh, excuse me, players fuck up too. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Uh, you start AD and then you stagger the minutes with Bron in the second quarter. But we also can put our second unit on the floor 
by themselves with no star. I really don't like doing that. But you think of our second unit when everybody healthy. This is strictly when everybody has health and everything is going right. When everybody's healthy, our starting unit is D'Lo, Beasley, LeBron, Vando, and AD. Coming off the bench, you got Dennis Schroeder in his customary role, which I believe is a six-man. Then you got AR-15, Austin Reeves, shoot him up, bop out. You know what I mean? Austin Reeves. Then you got Troy Brown or Lonnie Rock Walker, depending on who hot during that week. You can flip-flop those two. You got Rui Hajimura. That was actually the first trade we made. It kind of gets slept on now that we got these other key pieces. But we got to remember that Rui was actually the first domino to fall. So we got to give him some love too. But he thought he was coming in to be the third scorer, to be the third guy. And he was fitting into that role well. But now he has to flip the switch mentally to kind of fall into that Kuzma role. And in my opinion, I mean, he is coming from my. Uh, he is coming from Washington, excuse me. He is coming from Washington, which Kyle do play over there. Kyle do secretly still love L.A. He pay attention to the Lakers. He openly admits it. He still watch Brown. He still watch A.D. Them as his boys, you know what I mean? But Rui has played with him, so I would get on the phone like, yo, man, how did you adjust playing with behind two all-time greats in Anthony Davis and LeBron James? And he can kind of help him navigate through that. Now, I know players got pride, but that's what I would do. And then to round out the second unit, you could put Winyan in there if you want a little energy. But for me, we went and got him. We traded Pat Bev. Pat Bev, you was a dog. I'll give you that, man. You started to pick it up right before the trade deadline. But ultimately, it wasn't soon enough. Like, I, I feel like no matter what you did, the decision was already made. And once we knew we could get off that Russ contract, that 44 mil, it was it made everything else expendable. But with that being said, salute to you. But it, that trade, Pat Bev in a second, actually got us Mo Bamba. Exactly what we needed. A long, lanky, athletic defender. And like I said, on top of it, he can shoot the three ball. You can't leave him open. And he's going to shoot him. In this league, if you're able to shoot, hell, even if you're not able to shoot, everybody feels like they got the green light. So, fuck it. Let it fly. You feel me? But Rob Polinka proved to us, he proved one thing to us, that you don't always speak about what you do to get shit done. I mean, I mean, and we was on this dude all fucking season, man. Because one thing about Laker Nation, we do not play. We know our shit. A lot of us know our shit. I'm not going to say all because some of y'all be coming with some clown shit and don't really under, understand the salary cap and be having everybody like, oh, man, the Lakers think they can get everybody. Nah, we don't think we can get everybody, but we usually, we usually do, just being honest. We usually get the guys that we want when we want them at the right time. And that usually means championships. You know what I mean? But the thing about it is, as I record this, we got 21 games left. Is that enough time for us to jail? I mean, we coming off of a three-game winning streak so far. We got a back-to-back coming up against first in Memphis on Tuesday and then Wednesday when this is going to drop. 
We played Ja. No, we played Anthony Edwards. Sorry. We played Ja on Tuesday. Then we play Anthony Edwards and the Minnesota Timberwolves, who we got some of the players from. Well, we got D'Lo from there. Then we got the other two players from from Utah. Utah. Yeah, shout out to Utah. Nah, no shout out to Utah. Scratch that. Fuck Utah. Fuck them too. For other reasons, not on the basketball court, of course. So I'm kind of glad that Russ got out of there, by the way, because huh? he wouldn't have never, he wouldn't have never had a good time playing for the Jazz. The Jazz don't like nobody that look like us. Did you hear me though? I said the Jazz don't like nobody that look like us. I don't know how Carl Malone survived all those years in Utah. But yeah, so Rob got it done. Now it's on our players. To get it done. Do what you got to do. Now that your GM did what he had to do. And always remember. It's levels to this. Like I said. That's the house that Kobe built. You thought I was going to leave this episode. Without talking about the stepchild. That we got in our building. Yeah. Bomber probably got more money. Than the Bus family trust. But the legacy. When you walk up in that thing. And you playing the Lakers, you look up, you only see championship banners and retired jerseys. You can't ask me how many Pacific Division titles do the Lakers have. I mean, knowing the shit that I know, I'm pretty sure I know it, right? Just being a little sarcastic. You can ask me how many times we done won the conference finals. I could probably tell you. But it's never on the forefront of my mind. And the reason being, we only hang two things. We hang championship banners and we hang retired jerseys. That's it and that's all. Now that other team, the team in the basement, they cover our shit up with selfies. And I don't know if they still do this, but I know for a while they wasn't out of respect. But I hope y'all not covering up 8-2-4, the numbers of the great Kobe Bean Bryant, the greatest Laker in Laker history. Shout out to Magic. In my opinion, it's Kobe Bryant. For any other old heads out there, not only have, not only do I think that, Shaq has said that, and the Magic Man has said that himself. Now, was he just being nice or did he really believe that? It could be a catch-22 because Magic, even though he's always smiling, don't get it twisted. Magic was a dog. He was just as competitive as everybody from that era. But I say that to say this. The Clippers think they did something because they got Russ. See, the thing about it is the Laker fans, we knowledgeable about ball. We know basketball. We always knew Russell Westbrook was a better fit for that L.A. team because they don't, they did not have a ball handler. Now they do, and they when they did not have a ball handler, they played a lot of ISO basketball whenever Paul George did play, whenever Kawhi did play. You know, the players over there outside of Pat Bev, y'all a little soft serve. Shout out to my bro Ace. Yeah. Y'all niggas is a little soft serve. Y'all not like. The pressure is not on y'all. So win, lose, or draw. 
it, it'll never matter. It'll never compare to what we got going on. So, yeah, Russ's first game, he came out. He was efficient shooting-wise. He balled out. He ended up with 14 assists. But me, I'm a basketball head. So I dive deep, and I'm not one of those analytical nerds. I just look, you know, I know about turnover ratio. That's important in the game of basketball. And also the time frame of the turnovers. When did you turn the ball over? What was the score? What was time and score? That matters. So they was quick. The media, they do this because now Russ is the greatest thing since sliced bread since he's not LeBron's teammate and he's not a Laker. He's with Kawhi. And they want the Clippers to win. The Clippers have been the media darlings for the last four or five years. That, But that's all they've been in the media. We could run tape of Jackie McMullen, Marcellus Wiley, all these different people. Billy Crystal, all these different folks bigging up the Clippers. But what have they done? What have you won? Yeah, we know. Kawhi won in San Antonio. That was that system. That was Popovich. He learned from Timmy, Manu, and Tony. Like, Kawhi, when he won the championship, wasn't Kawhi yet. He didn't really lock up LeBron like they try to make it seem because LeBron still averaged 28. So, he wasn't the clamp guy that you think he was at that time, even though they did give him Defensive Player of the Year and he won the Finals MVP. All right. He shouldn't have, but he did. So, hey, salute to him. That's to his credit. Then, in order to get out of San Antonio, not only does he sit out for the next season with this phantom hip injury, and I don't never question a, a player's injuries because having played the sport, basketball myself, and I know – Ankle injuries, hip injuries, it's just par for the course when you go through things like that. But, I mean, come on now. Like, playing nine games in a season, but the doctors and the surgeons and the therapists, they couldn't figure out what's wrong. I done been through therapy my whole life. I Physical therapy my whole life. So I know. I know what it takes and what it entails. I didn't have to do it. A, I didn't have to learn how to walk a couple times, you know. And by the grace of God, I could still play ball. You feel me? Like, but not to dive too deep in that because I'm going to get more into my story as the episodes go on. So, anyway, he goes to Toronto. And, again, because of an injury to the great Kevin Durant, who had already won back-to-back finals MVPs, two-time champion, at this point, they're going for the three-peat, something that hadn't been done since the 2 Lakers, Shaq and Kobe. Like, you know what I mean? So, they they're going, and... What happens next? Kevin Durant pops his Achilles. And in Lakerland, we all know about what Achilles do because it happened to Kobe. That was the end of Kobe as we knew him, or so we thought. He did greater things after that, but that was the, pretty much the end of prime Kobe was the Achilles injury. And that led to the Raptors winning. And it was a whole courtship. Is he going to stay? Oh, you can have all the free food for life and all this stuff. Toronto pulled all the stops, and they're Toronto. They, they're they smart. They know that they're not going to get the superstar that they need in their city. So while you got him, you have to do everything to keep him. But everybody knows that Kawhi wanted to get to L.A. And, yeah, he ended up picking the Clippers. But let's be real about this thing, man. 
he really wanted to be a Laker. He would have been a Laker if it wasn't for one person. And I'm sorry to say this because in Lakerland, we don't talk down on this person, but I'm going to keep it all the way G-Real. Magic was the one that was running his mouth. If he would have just stayed quiet, Kawhi would have made his decision. But Magic was going around. He was bragging like, oh, we got Kawhi in the bag and all this. And then Kawhi ended up at the 11th hour pulling off that Paul George heist from Oklahoma City, getting Paul George to come down to L.A. And they joined up. And and so it became, instead of, you know, three, three slash four people like they had in Golden State, you went back to the two-man system. Lakers been dominating the two-man system since the 80s. 70s, if you want to talk about Jerry West and Wilt, like, you feel me? Like, the, the little man, big man type combo, that works. We know that works. It, it worked with, like I said, Wilt and Jerry. It worked with Magic and Kareem, Shaq and Kobe, Kobe and Powell. You notice I said Kobe twice, right? That's why my boy got two jerseys retired because he did it in eight and he did it in 24. But I said that to say this. The Clippers... They really think they run L.A. because they've beaten us some crazy 17 times. And it may be more than that, but I'm going to just say 17. I'm going to say 17 times in a row, whatever. They've, they've beaten us because we play them four times a year. Uh, twice on their floor, twice on our floor, even though it's the same building. And now that they think that they're going to take the Russell Westbrook problem that we had off of our hands and make it look better, than what we ever could. And I don't think that's going to happen because not only did he turn the ball over seven times in his first meeting, in his second meeting that they went to double overtime, was it double? Yeah, double overtime. Westbrook, no, no, it was single overtime. This one was single overtime. Westbrook didn't play in the fourth quarter. That's what it was. Westbrook didn't play in the fourth quarter or in the overtime period. And I'm like, man, Tyron Lou did the same thing Darvin Ham did. But Tyron Lou is touted as an exceptional coach, the words of Stephen A. Smith. And I'm sitting there thinking, now I don't know everything, but I know a whole hell of a lot. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, what has Tyron Lou done outside of LeBron James? Nothing. Other than... They wanted to see a black coach hired and all that because of the statistics and all that. Same thing with Doc Rivers, keeping his multitude of jobs. Like, if you've done nothing, no matter who you are, what your name is, what your skin color, you should be judged off of your merit. And Ty Lue ain't did nothing since LeBron. I mean, the only thing he did before he got with LeBron was he let AI step over him. And we lost, we would have been the first undefeated team to win the championship if it wasn't for Ty Lue, who was supposed to be like an AI stopper or slow him down, whatever, back in the day. Yeah, he's the biggest meme since the Jordan crying meme, in my opinion. But we all know the Clippers ain't going nowhere. They're going to choke as soon as they get to the Western semis. They might see us in the Western Conference Finals. You know what? I hope so. If it's possible, I would love to play the Kings in the first round. Then I would love to play the Clippers. Then I would love to, whether it's the Suns or whether it's Jokic and the Nuggets, because AD is Jokic's daddy. 
He owns Jokic. Like, it's cute. Denver be trying to tweet out all this stuff about AD. We still got to talk about how y'all gave Jokic number 15, hating on the great Carmelo Anthony. But that's neither here nor there. I would, me personally, because I, I want all the smoke. I ain't scared of nobody. That's the thing. I feel like we got the pieces. We we will go up against any and everybody to get number 18. Oh, and did I mention, not to sleep on the East, but let's just be honest. It's going to be Giannis and the Bucks versus JT and the Celtics. It hates me to say that because as a Laker, I despise the Celtics. I hate the Celtics. But Jason Tatum is from my alma mater. Well, not my alma mater, but the alma mater I root for. You get it. He's a Duke guy. So I automatically, I always keep an eye on him. And it's like, just like I do B.I. Like, I always keep up with my Duke players, you know. But it's hard for me to really root for him because he got that green on. But if I'm being unbiased for a second, it will be Giannis in the Bucks versus JT and the Celtics. That's why I haven't really mentioned the East because we can't think that far because we're not in the playoffs. This is all – I'm not going to say hypothetical because I don't believe in hope. I believe in calling your own shot. It's right there in front of us. Everybody's in front of us that we need to beat. You you play who on the schedule and you knock them down one by one, and that's all you can really do. But I do believe the finals will be LeBron James, Anthony Davis versus LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Lakers versus Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and the Boston Celtics. It's only right to see how we were gonna break that tie. We need to see who's gonna get banner 18. Why not go head-to-head to break the tie? We both got 17. Why not go head-to-head to see who get 18? Let's see who really the best franchise. Even though if you take away all the championships since the merger, we still leading like 11-5, to 11-6. We still... We killing them. So even if you don't count Minneapolis and you could take our one away in 72, even though we was the greatest regular season team with 33 games in a row, that's what Will, Gail Goodrich, shout out to Gail Goodrich. And Will, yeah, Will, Gail Goodrich, and Jerry West. Sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, those, those was our three pieces that we had. But like I said, we could take that out because everybody likes to, like, oh, Minnesota is not L.A. and it doesn't count. But okay, that's fine. We're going to take away our old championships. Y'all take away our old championships. Y'all count the 80s in that one in 08. We count the 80s, the 2000s, the, the, the beginning of the 2010s, and the beginning of the 2020. And then we still got 11. Y'all still got six. But, yeah, that that is my take on that. I believe the Lakers is going to win the championship. Sound delusional as you must. Think it. Think what you want to think. We got the best big man in the game next to Giannis in Anthony Davis. When Anthony Davis is right, it's a toss-up. But Giannis is the only one that AD really won't smoke with. LeBron James, even at age 38, is better than most, if not all, small forwards in the league. Jason Tatum, you probably will put before him. The only reason why I don't say Luka is because Luka don't play no defense. Luka don't play no defense. I don't know if you consider him a small forward, a two-guard, point guard, whatever you can. He don't play no defense. And to me, basketball is two sides of the ball. 
So it's not just, and LeBron can still, he can't sit in a chair like he used to. But as a roamer, off-ball defender, chase down blocks, all that shit, you don't want that in your wheelhouse. So that's my opinion on that. I think it's going to be the Celtics versus the Lakers in the finals, a seven-game series. They got home court advantage. We will win game seven in Boston to get Banner 18. We'll be the second Laker team to win in Boston, in the Boston Garden. We'll be that second NBA team. We first did it in 1985 with Kareem and Magic and James Worthy, Michael Cooper, and all those boys. But, yeah, with that being said, I wanted to transition a little bit because I, I do got to give a shout-out slash critique to Damian Lillard, like, on that 71-point performance, it was magical. Like, I I didn't get to see all the game. I saw some of the game, and I, but I, saw, I looked at the highlights so I can know what I'm looking at. And it was different opinions floating around. There was, oh, my God, he's the greatest since, you know, and he had just put out this video. Like, oh, they're not going to give me my credit. They're never going to give me my credit. They better pray I don't win a championship. Well, buddy. I believe in the good Lord as much as the next person. But as long as you stay your ass in Portland, we ain't got to pray for nothing because we already know. Death, taxes, and Portland ain't going to win a damn thing. Shout out to the city, though. I've been up there in Portland. Got family up there. You know what I mean? Salute to the family up there in the great Northwest. But we, we feel like your talent and you as a person, the way you carry yourself, you deserve better. So we don't wanna we don't wanna praise you for mediocrity because you you're so much better. Like they had this list of the 70 point performances in the modern era. So it didn't have David Thompson on there. It didn't have the great Will Chamberlain on there. It just had Kobe from the 81, D Book from his 70, even though it came in a loss. Even though it came in a loss. I gotta make Make that a point. Kobe's was in a win. D. Books was in a loss. Mitchell's was in a loss, even though it was in overtime. It was still no. Mitchell's was in a win, even though it was still in overtime. But he did get 70, 70 plus. And Damian Lillard's was in regula- regulation, but it was against the Rockets. And they like to throw numbers out nowadays, and it's like, okay, if you want to do that, let's do that. They're the lowest defensive rated team in like 50 years, bro. Like, it, like I, it looked at like a layup line, like turnstiles. It looked at like a lot of the records, a lot of the Rockets, excuse me, players fuck up. A lot of the Rockets players was just happy to be there. Like, I don't know about you, but this is how I would have looked at it. Growing up, how I grew up and playing at the parks and different things like that. Some of those shots and Dame is probably the greatest deep ball shooter in NBA history. Even a little like even a little bit more than Steph, you know, in my opinion. But I would have knocked Damian Lillard on his ass. Like straight up. There's no way because at some point, you just clown him. And like I said, a lot of them young players, they just happy to be in the league. They just happy to be in there. I mean, you can get real analytical about the situation and you could be like, well, the Rockets didn't have Jalen Green, they didn't have Kevin Porter Jr. Shangun was there. 
but he wasn't really there because he was basically a turnstile. Like, so what do you, what do you say to that? What do you do to that? Like, you know what I mean? And it's not that we're trying to discredit the magnitude of your 70 point game. You lose me when you compare it to the great Kobe Bean Bryant. And like I said, I'm not discrediting Dame by any stretch. But in my opinion, in my honest opinion, when you talk about, like I said, Kobe Bean Bryant, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, LeBron Raymond James Sr., when you talk about them three players, they're in a class all of their own. A lot of the media don't, like, Kobe is not in the GOAT debate, and that's fine. Like, that's a barbershop argument and a barbershop talk that can go on for days, hours, and years. I mean, depending on what you saw, I was actually having this conversation with my nephew, Kobe, <laughs> just the other night. Yeah, I named him. But he grew up in the LeBron era, so he's more of a LeBron fan. But me and his mother are Kobe fans. His grandmother, my mom, his grandmother. We all Kobe fans. Like, you know, so, okay, we're going to name him Kobe. His dad, rest in peace, Steve. He was a big Kobe fan, too. So, for us... Seeing every dri uh, excuse me, for seeing every dribble of Kobe Bryant, like to watch somebody discredit what he has done, you're never gonna be able to do that because you're never gonna be able to erase my mind from the from what I saw the last twenty years, the dog in him, the the willingness to play through injuries, and I kind of loved it at his Hall of Fame speech where Vanessa said the reason why Kobe played as hard as he played, as long as he played, as much as he played, it was for that one kid that didn't have the money to to watch him. That, that, they might only had the money once to watch him play. That's why I appreciated so much what Anthony Edwards said. I, if one thing he would change about the game – it would be if, like, all the players would play. That would be the one thing. Like, that's what we're used to. We didn't turn on the TV. We knew it was going to be Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant versus Chris Webber and Vladi Divac and Michael Bibby and Bobby Jackson. Like, we knew Rick Fox and, and Doug Christie. It was like, is they going to get into it today? The two, you know, the two light-skinned, the little two pretty boys of the crew. They was always the ones getting in scraps. They was always the ones getting in fights. So we just found it funny, but we knew whenever we played Sacramento back in the day, it was going to be a battle. Nowadays, you will show up to a game and you don't know if your favorite players is going to play. Like this season, this was a record-breaking season for LeBron. His 20th season, uh, year, uh, 38 years of age, he broke the record. Again, shout-out to LeBron. He broke Kareem's record. Thank you for doing it in a Laker uniform. And two days before Christmas, my bro, he took him and the family, they went down, they went to the crib, and they seen LeBron play. So at least he could say, like, oh, I seen LeBron play in his 20th season, the season that he broke the record. Hell, even my sister-in-law, who did not like LeBron James at all, that game kind of, it changed her mind a little bit because she saw it. Like, damn, this dude, he really do everything. He really does everything, like. And you don't realize it until you see it up close. 
And so for me, when you and then Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan. Like I didn't get to see Mike. I see I saw Mike maybe his last two years. The years against Utah, because I didn't even see when they played the Sonics. I I might have watched it, but I really didn't understand what was going on like that. I I was more, I ain't gonna lie, I was more of a wrestling fan back then. But them last two, ninety seven and ninety eight, I really got into hoop. I really got into basketball at that point. So I got to see the last two shots of Michael Jordan, and then I saw all of Kobe Bryant, and I got to see. Wizard Jordan, and I seen Kobe send him off with a ceremonial 55. You know what I mean? We got to see all that, and then here comes LeBron. And early on, they would pit LeBron versus Kobe, LeBron versus Kobe. But it's like LeBron hadn't – it was like the media was trying to make it happen. And so we didn't understand it. So me personally, that made me not like LeBron. I I wasn't able to appreciate LeBron because it's like Kobe still got the throne and y'all trying to push him off. Y'all, y'all trying to push him off. And then once LeBron finally broke through, you know, that was 2012. Kobe was Kobe still had his superpowers, but he was more so on the downside. That was the year before the Achilles tear. And we never and we never got to see the Kobe LeBron finals. We we got to see Michael and Magic. We got to see Kobe and Iverson. Hell, we even seen Carmelo Anthony, who early on was always compared to LeBron James because of, you know, the draft class. We got to see Denver Mello go up against the Mamba in a six-game series, and that's probably the best Carmelo version of Carmelo that I had, had ever seen. But with the longevity, staying healthy, the amount of numbers and the accolades, you can't help but say that LeBron James is the GOAT. Now, I say that now that LeBron James is the GOAT. But in my mind and in my heart, it will always be Kobe Bean Bryant because that is who made me fall in love with the game of basketball. So it's a, it's a different type of appreciation that I have for Kobe. But if your list don't start with Michael Jeffrey Jordan, Kobe Bean Bryant, LeBron James Sr., no matter what order you got got it in, if you don't got them top three at, at some way, shape, or form, you can't even have a conversation with me. I don't take your basketball knowledge that serious. And that was my only downfall on the Damian Lillard situation. If they would have just kept it between Dame, D-Book, and Spider Mitchell, I would have been good with that. But when you put Kobe on the poster, it's like, wait a minute. Are you elevating Dane, putting him, you know, in the same breath as the Mamba? Or are you discrediting what the Mamba had did, putting him with those three players who they don't even have no MVPs under their belt? I mean, I know Dame got the bubble MVP, but is we really counting that? I'll be forgetting he even got it, to be honest with you. And now we, we waiting to see what Spider going to do with the Cavs in Cleveland. And D-Book, I mean, he made it to the finals, but he didn't win. They have Kevin Durant, but is 23 games going to be enough to mesh that all that talent together? And do they play enough defense? I mean, you can outscore somebody, but shit, now to help Kawhi out, I've seen a story where they're talking about 
putting in the target score. I thought that would, you know, they just did that for the fourth quarter in the All-Star game. But, you know, hey, that's their golden goose, it seemed like. They want the Clippers to win so bad, so the league might try to finesse it to where the Clippers will look better than they actually do. But, yeah, we'll just, we'll, we just got to wait and see. And like I said, my finals pick is the Celtics and Lakers, 17 versus 17 for Banner 18. And we're going to see how it rock at that point. And I want to say this, too, before I get up out of here. Just because their vision is blurry, that doesn't diminish your greatness. Until next time. Stay lion-hearted.